Hey guys, I'm Jameson from Rogue Engineer, and I would be the noisy neighbor. And what's what's the story with the appliances? Because uh, okay, so it sounds like they were reclaimed cabinets, so maybe the the person didn't like reclaimed or whatever. And no, then how so. The dude, um, the guy who bought the land, it's like it was like 46 acres, private lake, um, a badass timber framed house. Mm-hmm. And the guy that lives n- near them in that area, I guess he's like a billionaire and mm. bought, bought their land when it went up for sale and just tore down the house just because he didn't want anybody near him. Jeez. I want that kind of money. I want that kind of money where you're like, yeah, that's the fucking money where you're like, I don't want neighbors. So I'm going to buy you out of that spot. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm going to buy your badass house and then just fucking burn it to the ground. <laughs> Dude, that's a flex that that's nobody's seen. Now, you you have land, right? How many acres do you own? So I have five acres, and then my father-in-law, my, well, both my in-laws, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law just moved uh-huh. next, or they just built a house next door on ten acres. So we kind of share fifteen, basically, right? And they kind of butt up to each other, right? Yeah, we're right next door. Oh, dude, that's the way to do it. Because I've only seen your house um, in terms of like the outside layout. I think there's some drone footage or something like that um, when you guys were either paving the roads or something like that, and it looked like. First of all, you have a really long driveway, which is freaking awesome. But second of all, it looked like you're in kind of heavy forested area, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's um, so it's we're it's wood wooded everywhere. But mm-hmm. the cool thing is that we've got some really awesome topography, like just to the land, a bunch of hills, and so we put cut a bunch of trails in. And there's a lower area in the front that has like a little pond in it, and then in the back we've got a bunch. Our house is like on a hill, and there's like mm-hmm. valleys and stuff like that. It's pretty neat for our area because we're mostly farmland around here. So, and then how far does it take for you to get into town for like to get like Costco? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's a small town, right? Yeah, it's we got about five five thousand people or so. Okay, but then um, Ann Arbor is not too far from here. That's like fifteen minutes away. That's like and that's. Costco and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So that's a larger metro, 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 uh, metro, metropolitan area. Yeah. That sounds like you live in the dream, man. Because we're, we've, we've mentioned before in this podcast, like we're, we're kind of in the process of trying to find like at least three acres of land, just enough to put a shop and some wiggle room. Uh, ideally, maybe five would be nice. But it sounds like your layout is so much more ideal because number one, for me, it's like the the mature trees is like a prime thing that I have to be surrounded by those and you have them. And then also uh, the reality is, is if we find something around here, we're driving maybe like 40 minutes into, to, to, I mean, I'm sure you can drive maybe five, 10 miles to your local small town, like 5,000 people, but to into a, a Costco or whatever, that's probably at least like a... 30 like a 40 minute drive or something like that yeah dude we looked out we looked for land for like two years and we were and we were living with jamie's parents at the time mm-hmm. and um we were about to the point where we were just gonna buy like a five acre parcel that some farmer had you know sectioned off for his mm-hmm. you know of his farmland or whatever mm-hmm. and um 
and then this came up for sale by owner we just jumped on it because it's right like the vicinity to town and it has internet which surprisingly for some reason around here it's hard to find property that have that have high-speed internet yeah let me ask you let me ask you this did you guys uh you and jamie did you guys uh go out quite a bit like when you lived more in town like did you guys end up going like like go to the bars and restaurants like quite a bit or were you guys always kind of homebodies no like so we used to live in savannah georgia mm -hmm. and um when we lived in savannah we used to spend a bunch of time in in town and okay. um then when we had kids and you know, I yeah. started working on the business and everything. It, like, yeah. We just didn't have time to do that stuff. So, and the reason I asked is because I, I have this theory, like right now, I, I feel like we go out to eat quite often and we go out and do like, like local stuff quite often. And my theory is that once we get to the point that we get that three to five acres of land, um, and we set it up, I have a feeling I'm going to become more of a homebody because it's so much of an effort to get out of there. And you, with that much wiggle room, you kind of make an area like that you really want to be in, right? You kind of, I mean, hell, you, you guys have an ice rink. <laughs> I know. So, and you're kind of in the early stages of the kid life. Let's get a little bit older and get yeah. a bunch of friends. Like you're, they're going to want to go somewhere or you're going to want to have people over. So that's kind of what it's turned into for us. Like we just end up, this ends up being the spot for everybody spot. to come hang out. So oh, that's cool, man. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, that's freaking awesome. Well, uh, this sounds like a perfect introduction. So for anybody um, who has not met uh, Jameson Rance from uh, Rogue Engineer, um, Jameson, I'll try to jump in to give a little bit of a bio about you, but then you can just take away from there. So when I first met you about, what is it, four years ago, maybe? Uh, three or four years ago in Atlanta, I think, uh, at about a Home Depot event. Um, you, uh, I think at that point you were about a year into, uh, content creating full time. Um, I don't remember if you already had a YouTube channel or you were strictly blogging at that point. Um, but I remember, uh, just because I remember like Brad reposted, like, congrats to Jameson for going full time. And, and, and then I kind of like looked you up and who you were. I was nobody even on the map at all. So I didn't know anybody i didn't even for anime i was a fanboy of all of you guys in the very beginning and so i remember seeting you and uh uh ben Ueda at a at a hotel lobby in atlanta i think it was a very first prospective event and i looked at irene i was like that's 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 jameson from from rogue engineer and and, and ben ben she was like who <laughs> i was like so I was like i was always a fanboy of you guys uh, and so from from my understanding you have a background in uh eric uh, aerocraft engineer your your aerospace engineer right yeah so i got my degree in aerospace engineering and then went to work for Gulfstream for a little bit mm -hmm. um uh i worked for them for about seven years and i was doing mechanical design for the flight test department so okay. basically anything any testing that needed to be done in order to certify the aircraft we would uh i would design the equipment that it took to um, you know, to, to run that test as well as capture the results. Okay. So, you know, um, stuff that we had to stick on the side of planes or testing equipment inside of the planes and whatnot. Okay. Um, so I did that for seven years while I was doing that the last couple of years, we started the website rogue engineer. Um, I just got building furniture and stuff like that. And, and then the mechanical design background, um, you know, brought me into, uh, making plans. And, uh, I figured rather than building stuff for for people, it was like, what do you? What's that saying? You teach a man to fish. Mm -hmm. 
kind of deal. So, um, yeah. so I started posting the plans and it, and it took off. And um, then I was able to quit my job, which I hated. Like, it's interesting to talk to, talk mm-hmm. about, talk about aerospace and planes and shit like that. But yeah. at the end of the day, once I realized that uh, the, the cubicle walls were closing in on me and that's where I was going to be at for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I knew I had to get out. Yeah. How long? Uh, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, that the pun right there. That's good. Um, how long were you uh, were you doing your career job before you uh, took the leap of full time? Um, seven years, seven years. That's exactly the time that I spent as a respiratory therapist before I went full time. Yeah, like seven years on the dot, March to March. Um, I think mine was about that, too. That's hilarious. Um, that I think so. What? What kind of what did what, how did Jamie feel about this first of all when you went full time like going from like a what sounds like a very prestigious position? <laughs> she yeah she knew uh, she knew I hated what I was doing. Oh yeah, I it was just one of those and it wasn't that I didn't hate the people and it was just uh, being locked in a cubicle and the fact that I don't know I come from a family of like my father and my grandparents always own their own business kind of thing and. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I needed to be, needed to spread my wings, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so the website was, did you have a YouTube channel at that time when you went full time? Yeah. Get into YouTube until, I mean, I had a YouTube channel, but it wasn't mm-hmm. active. And I, mm-hmm. I post some little stuff there here and there just when I needed to have a video to describe something. But um, I would say that I really launched the YouTube channel probably a year or so after I went full time. A year into it. Um, what was that first year like for you going full time? Was there just was were you a nervous wreck? Because you for the most majority of the time that I've known you, you're always a very mellow, uh, you know, like a like a low energy tone of voice. But I mean, you're 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 always full of energy. But you're that low energy tone of voice, and and you always strike me as a guy that like didn't worry about too many things. Um, you almost seem like that guy that like you, your mantra is like it'll work itself out. Is that am I am I right about it or am I wrong about it? Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where once you if you just keep your head down and keep working at it, like it's gonna. Yeah. It, I mean, if you throw enough shit against the wall, something's got to stick, right? That's the most truest thing you could ever say about all this stuff. We were just we Irene and I last podcast we were talking about starting businesses in the infancy and then the fears that come with it, um, and the risks and scaling things. And I think one thing we kind of landed on was like the idea of. Like, it doesn't matter if you get like one banger of a video or one banger of a blog post or whatever. It's like you just keep moving. You just keep doing. You just keep, you know, keep throwing different shit on the wall and just kind of start getting a better finger on the pulse to see what's working, what's not. Um, how is uh, how's uh, Jamie been um, part of? First of all, I'm curious, how's the quarantine? I, you guys always strike me as somebody who the quarantine didn't bother too much, right? Having like a beautiful house, beautiful land and. No, the the quarantine kind of that was one of those things where the biggest issue for me with quarantine was having the kids at home. And when it started back in March, I was just like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to have an extended summer. And, um, you know, if I as long as I can get through this summer, we'll be good. The kids will be back in school. And then, of course, they don't go back to school. So they're here all the time and you can't get rid of them. No. And that's the worst. I don't know how people are. um like we, you guys like you and I, or people like you and I, we're very fortunate to be able to work from home. But the downside of it is like, there's no escaping your kids when you're creating content. 
because um, they need help logging into their stuff. And your kids are a little bit older than mine. Mine are still, you know, a year into learning how to use an iPad. <laughs> you know, your kids can your kids can write code by now, but <laughs> but you know, it's like that constant distraction of like stopping your own personal business to go help them with their stuff. Um, was that a lot of that? Yeah, the struggle for me is like the kids. Um... Uh, don't get me wrong. I love my kids. And uh, well, we got to say that for the record, right? All right. <laughs> YouTube will take, take get CPS involved. Um, however, uh, it's it's like I need to once I get in the groove, like you need to put you need to have a few hours like putting in work without being interrupted mm-hmm. to really get to really make some progress. But the problem is when these guys have trouble logging in or whatever. Luckily, I'm in a I'm in my workshop, which is a detached building, and I have my office and everything out there. And for the most part, Jamie manages them throughout the day. But you know, they get on break or something, and they come down here. So it's like, and then the two kids got different schedules. So one's on break, and then the other one's not, and then they vice versa. So it's like it's it feels like every 15 minutes somebody's coming down here to yeah. just say hi or check yeah, my yeah. math homework or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So, Right, right. There's nothing worse than like getting irritated with your kids when it's just like them doing it in good intention. When they're just like, "Hey, I just want to see, I just want to be with you right now," and you're like, mm-hmm. um, "What?" So you have um, you have a videographer, right? And you've had a videographer for a while, right? And he and he's incredible. Yeah, the um, you know I'm good at. Uh, I mean, I, I like to be well-rounded, but at the same time, I don't want to stretch myself too thin. And I feel like I'm doing that right now. But in the same breath, um, this guy, it was one of those things when I took on video, it's like a whole nother thing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a whole nother, uh, a whole nother job yeah. and we can only do so much. So it was one of those things where I knew that I needed to kind of hand it off and um it's been good for me like honestly it's it couldn't have worked out any better because the guy is he's a hustler like and he gets shit done and that's what i needed i needed somebody that i could count on and that i wouldn't have to like just stay on them and trying to keep them busy so he honestly is uh, a motivator for me because sometimes he'll get videos out before i'm getting my side of things out and it's like oh, you're shit we gotta work on another project <laughs> you're, you're like i don't even know what a thumbnail is gonna look like <laughs> give me a second uh do you have a i'm always curious because um i i just recently hired my uh videographer and i i he used to be my editor for uh, a while and then when i decided to say just again being stretched too thin to delegate some of these roles and have somebody do what they're good at you know and i could work on what i'm good at um, I had to come up with a schedule of productivity, right? Where like I have computer time in the morning. Um, well, I, yeah, I have my computer time in the morning. I work out a little bit, drive my kids to school and then pick up my supplies. Then boom, he shows up. We record for X amount of hours from 10 to whatever, from, from 10 to three, that's like our, our thing. And then after that, I just clean up and then go pick up my kids and then, you know, do the family stuff. Um, do you have a similar, or do you guys have a tight, like rigid schedule or? It's it's kind of been all over. Um, when we were building the house, it was like from, you know, we showed up at seven o'clock in the morning and we were here until five o'clock at night until wow. everybody knocked off. Um, and but now that we're done with that and we're kind of in our workshop and whatnot, um, we also had another little curveball. We were kind of on a little bit of a schedule, but then my videographer actually moved to um, moved to Florida 
for the majority of the time. So he's not, he doesn't live locally anymore. Mm -hmm. However, he comes up here. So he'll fly in for like a week or two. His folks are still here. So he'll fly in and stay with them for like a week or two and we'll batch out content. So we'll try and have like a few projects lined up or one big project kind of thing and knock it out. And it's worked out pretty well because we can, you know, knock a bunch of work out and then go, he can go edit uh, and I can start producing content like for the blog and, and photography. Yeah. Um, uh, and let me know if, if I'm out of place for asking this question. How is the blog world right now? Uh, the last person that, that I know that, that was really high up there, they said it almost seems like it's kind of plateauing a little bit. Is it, what are your, what are your thoughts on that versus video right now? My honestly, dude, uh, <laughs> I hate saying this because I, I feel bad because I know a lot of people are suffering right now, but sure. this year our traffic has like doubled. Right. Okay. Wow. Which rightfully so, right? People are home, right? They're, they're consuming content from every aspect. People want to learn how to do stuff themselves. So it's done really, really well um, yeah. lately. I mean, we were, we were always slightly growing here and there. We hit like a little bit of a plateau, but I feel like we blew through it this year. Wow. And That's uh, incredible. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So, yeah, you know, I, there's, there's this, there's this part of us, right? That, well, I think anybody who the pandemic didn't really affect them, um, would probably say like, oh, I, you know, yes, there's a lot of people that were really hurt and destroyed by it. And then there's, you know, like we, it didn't really bother us. Um, and we're fortunate to be in the businesses that we're in. But at the same time, like, if you think about it, like I, like I remember, and I'm not going to say their name, but like one of our like friends, they were going to put out this YouTube video and they, they were going to put this video out right in the very beginning stages of the pandemic. Right. And this person, like, they almost like they did this Instagram thing about like trying to justify themselves with their audience about putting this content out. And they're like, Hey, is it inappropriate for me to put this out right now? Or like do a total, like a poll, like heck yeah, put it out or, or no, not the right time. And, and, and that person really kind of felt bad. They're like kind of thinking like, am I taking advantage of the traffic during this time? The people, but then I told them, I was like, the people are at home, like the, so based on the comments that I'm putting or uh, reading, which I, I don't read them anymore, but when I used to read them, um, people would say like, thank God another video came out. It gives me something to watch, right? So it's like, it almost feels like you're giving people some form of escapism and or knowledge, right? You know, where where you're, you're showing them since they're at home. Like I heard like the, 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 the supplies at the lumber stores and home, you know, Home Depots and Lowe's and all these stores out there, like they can't keep stuff on, on their shelves because People are just like, I mean, those stores are full of, of cu- customers who are like, all right, I guess we're going to do some stuff at the house. And so in a, in, a, in a way, we're we're putting out free content that's giving people a form of like escapism, you know? Yeah. And apparently everybody, the first thing they wanted to do on this quarantine was build a deck because all the pressure treated lumber and decking was just was like nowhere to be found. <laughs> did you did you notice uh, based off of your analytics, was there certain types of projects like the deck you said, right? Were there certain types of projects that you saw people are going more towards during this quarantine? Because it happened, you know, in a mixture of seasons, right? There was both spring, summer and winter. Um, no, I wouldn't say that there was any particular like theme to it. Theme, I think it was no. pretty widespread. Yeah, widespread. widespread. That's crazy. Did you see the same with your YouTube traffic as well or just blog? Um, YouTube kind of, I mean, we had a couple of videos that popped off and did pretty well um, awesome. and, grew, and grew the channel. 
and um, awesome. I need to give more attention to YouTube. I just, I don't know. Are you not as excited about it, or or is it just it takes a small village? I am. It's just one of those things where it's um, I don't know. I back when I was just start like just going full time, and before I went full time, it was like it was so easy to churn content out uh, mm. because you only had like one or two things, and now mm. it's like so many different things. And like you mean like platforms? Is that what you mean? Yeah, different platforms yeah. Yeah. and different and and it's not like you you know at first it, there was no video. Right. Mm -hmm. So everything mm -hmm. that I did was just blog post and, you know, some Facebook posts and whatnot. Then there was Instagram. So now you've got to do some other stuff. And then there's YouTube and you got to keep up with the times and you got to produce a YouTube video. Well, now you've got to, you know, re-edit that um, for Facebook and you got to do a mm -hmm. different edit for Instagram. And it's like, I don't know, it's uh, sometimes it gets overwhelming. And, and yeah. now... <laughs> and now it's like one of those things where with everything, everybody's at home all the time it's hard to it's just hard to get get everything yeah. done but oh yeah but then i look at you and it's like dude what's going on here what am i <laughs> i dude I, I i don't know i don't attribute anything i share the same hard work that i think everybody else is sharing i i, I don't consider myself to be as smart as some of the people that we share friends in our space that they, they, they set time aside to actually strategize the content that's searchable and what's not searchable. I'm like you, I, like I, I create things that I just, um, I could use or need or want to do. Uh, and then if it worked, it worked. And dude, I, I was put into just pure luck. The fact that I remembered like 10 months ago, that's where I guess my life really kind of changed is it was just like one video set fire to like six videos in a row. And in a, in a course of 90 days, my channel, like, you know, quadrupled, you know? And so it's like, it's, I think it's quadrupled in Russian. It's quadrupled. <laughs> it's a combination of rippling and drupling and quad. Yeah. 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 It's a little Latin abbreviation in there too. <laughs> I don't know how long I could pull the, the foreigner card. You know, I just, any chance I can, I just go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quadrupled, as you like to say, as we say in the States <laughs> uh, in, in that short period of time. And, and I honestly don't think I could ever recreate it. I don't I, I don't really, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get DMs of people asking me what they should do with the YouTube stuff. And my DMs back to them is always the same. It's me saying, hey, man, it took me 70 videos to figure out what worked. And even then, I just kind of got lucky, really. I mean, I just... No, you got to come up with some crazy-ass algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you have to make... Yeah. This video has to be exactly 8 minutes and 57 seconds long. Uh, I'll start fucking... <laughs> I'll fuck with people and be like, okay, here's your problem. Where do you release them? Well, most on Fridays. Well, that's your problem, man. You got to do it on Wednesdays. You got to go odd days. You got to do odd numbers. You never post on a full moon, right? Rookie mistake number one, okay? Follow the Bitcoin. See what the coin is doing. If the Bitcoin's up, you post a video. <laughs> you put one white pixel up in the top right-hand corner of your thumbnail, <laughs> and it's going to set it off, I promise. Yeah, trust me. Also, also, thumbnails ain't shit. Don't even give it the attention. Sometimes just, <laughs> just extract a scene from a video and just let that be it. <laughs> And then I should charge them like 250 bucks for like, like you can pay, pay all me for my, my consultation. <laughs>
Yeah, uh, so you uh, figured it out. I've got this two hundred and fifty dollar ebook that's gonna solve all your problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of Gary V stuff in there about all work and no rest. <laughs> it drive you into a heart attack. Oh, uh, just keep moving, Gary V, dude. I stopped listening to Gary V. I don't know about you. He used to be my guy in the very beginning stages, but then I I started realizing how much he started twisting his and turning his tone, and then I was like. Oh, you're just trying to play a narrative at a time, you know, just getting people at first in the beginning stages from the book crushing it and all that stuff. It's all about, you know, you don't need your friends. You don't need to hang out with people. You don't need to do shit. You need to just work, work, work. You barely need any sleep. You're one video away. And I was like, yeah, that's right. One video away. Let's bust out videos. And then my blood pressure. And I get that. Like there yeah. is, uh, there is a, uh, a, you do need, it does require a lot of work to get yes to like actually get something off the ground. But at the same time, you can't sustain that. Like there's, no. uh, you have to rest like everything, uh, whether it's on a macro or a micro or micro scale that all requires some form of rest and downturn. Yes. And, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm at that resting stage right now. <laughs> Let me check my blood pressure. It's like below a 20 heart rates, like 46. Um, I don't, no, you're, I I feel like I've I've got my workshop now. We've got our house, um, and I know those are both. You know, our kids are all healthy. Uh, we got good family. Families next door. So, I mean, we're in a good spot. And um, now I'm just I'd like to just enjoy it rather yeah. rather than just hustle 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 all the time. Isn't that the biggest fear? Like the biggest fear, which I mean. I'm pretty sure another part of the reason why you quit your day job to do this full time is the family dynamic, right? Think about, think about like not seeing your kids for, and your family, you know, and you have an awesome relationship with Jamie, your wife, um, and which I've met and she's awesome. And, and, uh, you know, you guys are always doing stuff with your kids and that's freaking cool. I mean, for God's sake, you guys have an ice rink that you build in your backyard that all the kids are playing hockey. It's incredible. And so the fears that people like you and I share is that, and of a blink of an eye, our kids are going to be older and then that period of life is going to be gone. And no matter how good we do it, we're always going to regret not spending enough time with them. You know, <laughs> it's the old like cats in the cradle song. Right. So it's like um, it, it that was my driving force to to start a side hustle uh, when I was still working full time at the hospital where I was like, you know, we had to work, first of all, 12 and a half hour shift. Second of all when we had days off, they would be like weird, like Wednesday, Thursday, you know, Tuesday kind of things. It would always alternate. And then you'd work every other weekend, both Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, you leave, it's dark, you come home, it's dark. And then like, I would get these text messages. And my kids were really little at that time. time and my wife was like, hey, Jack just learned how to ride his bike with no training wheels on. And I was like, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, like all these things like, oh, Jack just went to or Beckham just did this thing. And you're like, man, like they're only going to be that little for that long. And then after that, they're going to be in a different stage. And I'm sure it's going to be awesome. But it's you, that's the stage you met. Like, honestly, it's like the every time I became a new dad, I just became a little bit better dad than the last time because I stopped taking myself too seriously. I stopped saying no too often. I would say yes more often. And I swear this third time around, and obviously this is our last kid because I got snipped, the old snippety duda. Oh, yeah, and, me too. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, vasectomy brothers, huh? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like with the, this girl, essentially, like, I am 
prioritizing my life now around them. You know, like I'm scheduling life around them. I'm I'm positioning health, like mental health around them. That I mean, that's the same reason why I wake up at you know 6 a.m. so I could work while they're still sleeping, so I could be done at three or four or whatever, so I, we can do stuff. So it's like I I don't want to be on my deathbed and be like, man, I just I wish. I wish I can go back to those moments I was ice skating with my kid, you know? Yeah. The one the one thing that I have learned over the years is that um, you have to kind of divide life or your time up into buckets, right? Mm. And you, you, you want to, whether it's family or work or your own enjoyment, hobbies, whatever, you need to devote 100% of your attention to whatever you're doing at that moment in order to do it effectively. Mm. Um, because if you're trying to juggle business and family at the same time, like you can't be on your phone doing your social stuff and then also trying to listen to your wife or whatever, play with your kids, like it just doesn't work, right? Right. We've all gotten in trouble for that. So yeah, I think that's one of the things that I've had to figure out over the years and sometimes I've learned the hard way, but realize that <clears throat> that's what you got to do, man. You just got to, <laughs> Be able to completely unplug and focus on family or plug in and get to work. Yeah. No, that's a great, that, that, that's 100% true. Um, and I, I definitely see it when, when YouTube finally started kicking off and it set fire to all these other videos and the subscribership when the viewership went up, you know, you're, you're, you're constantly chasing them. In fact, I remember, I remember you were the first person who ever gave me that advice. Um, you and I were, God, what which state were we in at that point? I think we were in maybe Tennessee. I think we're maybe in Tennessee. Um, and we were talking about viral content. And none of none of my YouTube stuff. I mean, I nothing happened for me on YouTube before that that point. But uh, I remember you you were talking to me or sharing your experience or insight on YouTube, and you said what YouTube's looking for is a piece of viral content, and then you have to do it again like the next month like follow up with another piece of viral content or else you're just like one hit wonder and then it's not going to care for you and honest to god i remember the video and the time and the week that my life started transforming and that was january of last year 10 months ago uh the shower video the the that i did uh went went nuclear i mean when i say nuclear it was doing like seven thousand views an hour for a week straight right it, it was it was going nuclear but then what ended up happening is it set fire to five other videos like the secret door the patching a drywall it just set fire to those and then that subscription and i just kept thinking what you said uh, is that I have to follow, I got to get another one. I got to, what's, and so it was seriously a year of, or 10 solid months of just, just head down and just, we're going to war on putting shit out right now. You know what I mean? Um, because, because what I'm seeing now and Ben and I on, on a couple episodes ago, we were talking about it, how there's tr legitimately these, these momentum waves that happen in our space. And I don't know much about if it happens on blogging because I never really, I never really monetized blogging. I kind of started doing because you just had to do it. That's like when I got into our space of became a content creator, I saw people like you and, and Bauer Power, everybody was making blogs. I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a blogger. You know what I mean? And I did blogs and I never got paid a cent for them. And then I got into YouTube and then life started changing. Um, 
and so um it was it was pedal to the metal um and uh yeah it, it we were just we were just putting crap out there we we're seeing what worked and what didn't um and um now that it's off the ground i'm actually seeing this wave slowing things down where i'm not growing at the same rate i was going at before i'm still growing at a good rate that i'm happy with but it's definitely not what it was and ben had an awesome idea or insight about what you should be doing when the wave is down um you know in terms of like redirecting your energy and whatnot um but it's now the way i'm kind of using this down or kind of leveling out of the wave is like figuring out how do i scale this thing in the way where mentally i could i could i could be viable in this for a long time like how do I, how do I get this mental health in point? Because it seemed like ten months. It seemed like for ten to twelve months, it was me just running a marathon a day. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, and then you can't keep that up. You cannot keep that up, you know. And so now, like kind of like you said, I'm like resting or I'm savoring it and whatever way you described it. Now I'm like, okay, so how about we designate or or, or uh, have somebody else deal with video and creating the video and then how about i create a schedule where i can't work a minute past this hour you know that way i could do stuff with the kids and how about i you know i do you know i mean then i learned i should eat the right stuff and, and work out but again stuff that mentally sustains you to be in it for the long haul yeah yeah, yeah it's i i'm in that jug i'm juggling right now trying to figure out if i want to hire someone else to come in here full time and uh, kind of take some of those tasks off my off my plate. But at the same time, it's like I start thinking about, man, if I hire somebody, then that means they're going to have to, you know, come in and yeah. then I'm going to have to work talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and talk to them. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, sometimes I don't want to like I, I you know, I want to go play with the kids or ride bikes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, that's, that gets weird when you got somebody else in the office and they're working. I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit at noon and start drinking. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, no, that's a hundred percent true. There's a sense of freedom. The drinking part at noon gets me into trouble because I, you, you do that one too many times. Next thing you know, you're like, I'm not being productive at all. Like I'm going to bed at seven o'clock because I started drinking at noon. But uh, to me, I, 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 this is a very fresh schedule for me. And I, so far, I'm digging a lot. I start at 6. Uh, I do computer stuff. My camera guy comes in at 10. So we shoot content from 10 to 3. 3 is done. Boom. It's closing time. And so I think it's still early enough in the day where I can go ride dirt bikes and, you know. You shoot content around. every day from 10 to 3? Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, 10 to 3, every day every day except like today we didn't because we wrapped up the project yesterday like we shot the last scene yesterday and then on saturday we're doing like the reveal we're like we're doing like a single mom um surprise thing and so i just had him go catch up on editing and uh you know then so we'll be back at it tomorrow but then come monday we're going 10 to 3 again speaking of that single mom surprise yeah. thing yeah um, <laughs> The I noticed your table. I, we did the same thing. I just put you? out a coffee table with the whole pinned mortise or whatever you yeah. call it. Yeah. Uh, 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 so I did a double one. It's called like a tuck, tuck something. Tusk. 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 tusk, tusk, tusk yeah, yeah. Tusk. Yeah. The, yeah. Fifty-five or five degree angle. 
You did. I didn't do any angles. I just stuck it in there. You stuck the shit. But it's uh, with pine, it's a little bit harder to get that nice square hole, huh? Oh, dude, the amount of chipping that happened was unreal. It didn't work out as well as I thought. I mean, it, overall, it looks great. Like once it's all together, it's fine. But yeah. man, it's frustrating looking at that hole. Luckily, there's something in there that's gonna hide it. Uh, yeah, included. And 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 with me, like I did it. Um, and I haven't seen your table. I haven't looked at your table yet. But uh, I'll have to look it up. Um, it it was super. I, I tried staying on that distressed um, farmhousey style. So like anything that chipped out, I just kind of sanded it down a little bit more to hide the abruption and then just like distress it a little bit. You know what I mean? So I, it, that style definitely hid a lot of the mistakes that would have been, I couldn't imagine. In fact, I had to mention like a scene in that video where I was like, okay, listen, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit about this from the fine woodworker guys. It's like, I'm not a fine worker guy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just not afraid to try. And this is me trying, you know, I think I said in my blog post, this is about as far as it gets for me guys. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> this is fine woodworking to its fullest. Yeah. Seriously. I, I think, and I think I, 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 a lot of our followers don't understand like, the amount of screw ups that we go through, you know, the reality, because everything comes, I mean, think about it, like any kind of recipe you follow, you're like, what the freak, none of this makes sense, you know, like it didn't come out, my, name, my fluffy cake didn't come out like looking like yours, <laughs> you know, you're like, well, I've, I've done this longer than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put that coffee table out the other day and then I saw your picture of the table and I was like, oh man, look at that. Yeah. No, I swear, I, I swear, I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have given you the credit if I, uh, if I stole that, but uh, I, I just, I wanted a through tenon kind of thing. Yeah, Jamie saw something on, uh, I don't know, one of those websites that she wanted. Yeah. But it turned out really good. Yeah, we used, we ended up using like two by tens or whatever and just, yeah. yeah. Top. Did you did you do did you do like the sides where you did you do like oh, okay oh okay it's kind of straight ours was more uh, linear design I guess you would say oh I invented the tusk mortise and tenon joint oh did you so, yeah oh yeah oh, <laughs> this is yeah yeah so I mean I let this one slide but you know next time just be kind and tag me okay okay all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's so isn't our space kind of interesting. Um, I was I was with a again I'm not gonna drop any names I was with another content creator at one of our trips and actually well everybody was a content creator there and we're driving a car and one said to the other like oh hey uh, I saw you copied my dining room table or something like that and this other dining content creator is like wait are you serious right now and the other one's like well yeah but it's fine and he goes dude I. I never saw, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he saw it or not, but like, there's this, it's this weird thing where it's like, Hey, you, you know, there's this like, did, did you copy me? You know what I mean? Like, did you, did you, in, it's, su it's such a strange place to be in. Cause like, I'll, I'll be honest. I, every part of my projects, it starts with Pinterest. Like yeah. it starts with Pinterest. I find three pictures and take something from each one and combine it into one. You know what I mean? And that, that's all the extent of my inspirations. And you know, the funniest thing is like when you come up with this grand idea and it's like, oh man, this is super original. I came up uh -huh. with this all on my own. I love yeah. the way it looks. And then all of a sudden, like a couple months later, you see the picture of where uh -huh. the thought actually originated from. And it's like, oh shit. Oh, so what you're saying is like, okay. So what you're saying is like, you were kind of, you saw something somewhere and then, oh gosh. Gotcha. Yeah, subconscious, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, dude, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I wish, 
I wish I could remember. I remember I definitely had that exact conversation in my mind where I was like this. Oh, you know what it was? I have my sliding barn door. I'm, I'm looking at it in the in the in the in the, in the master bathroom. And it had these kind of patterns. And I I remember the style. Well, they're not they're not Chevron. They're they're just basically abstract angles. You know what I mean? Um, and their continuation with little like one by ones uh, going across it. I've I remember specifically one particular DIYer that did that same wood, that same style color. I don't know if they use the exact same one, but similar shade. But it was more like linear, right? And more and square and I was like oh I wonder if we can do this with these abstract angles or abstract shapes and then I did it and I put it out and the video did great and then again I went on Pinterest and I was like oh that's where I saw this inspiration from like these like it's it's never I feel like it's so rare to come out with an original design like something had to come from somewhere you know yeah and it how it's weird uh some people get really upset about that like not you know, not giving them credit. I remember I did, um, you know, I think we were building a playhouse for my daughter mm -hmm. and uh, I polled the audience on which color should we paint the playhouse. However, I hadn't built the playhouse yet. So I kind of took, I took a picture off of Pinterest and like put some different colors on it. And all this, apparently that picture was from a blogger, which I didn't realize. And that blogger tracked me down and was like really upset about this in a really group. Yeah, yeah, like really upset. Which, uh, looking back know, at do, it, I was pretty I... early on in my career. I photoshopped her picture and didn't give her any credit. And yeah. however, I didn't know it was her. It was like one of those, you know, it leads back to some website in China or whatever. Where do I know this blogger? No, you don't. No. Okay. No. Okay. It wasn't Jen Woodhouse. <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> uh. That's yeah, no, it's you never know. You never know where this inspiration comes from. I personally don't. Well, I, first of all, I don't have too many things that I feel like anybody's really copying me or trying to do similar. I just I feel like I just don't even look for those things. Right. Like because I don't feel like a single thing that I've built is like a, a Greg, Greg, Greg class and river table. You know what I mean? Like I never think anything is like my baby that I created and you did it. Everything came from somewhere with the, like, like I said, my strategy is always the same. I find three pictures with three different parts, different parts that I like of three different things and I'll put it all together, right? And so, you know, like the Chevron bed, prime example, I saw multiple uh, DIYers with Chevron bed and then, but they always had like a, just a headboard. And I was like, well, what if I did a Chevron footboard as well? But then I, like, I flipped it upside down, which I'm pretty sure somewhere out there has already done that as well. Right. Sure. But like, yeah. and then I was like, well, instead of having lay on the floor, how about I? So there's always something. And I think, I don't know. I don't take myself too serious to be so married to these projects. To me, a project is only as important until the date that the video goes out. Once the video goes out, I'm done, man. That thing is nothing to me. I don't, I don't care about the it. next one. Yeah, I don't care about it one bit. It's not a brand new invention. It's not a great class in river table. It, it's 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 not branded. It's nothing. It's just. I, I'm done with this thing, and now my mind is mentally 100% consumed with what's the next thing I could start doing and building. Um, you know, that's that's all it is. Honestly, I that that um, blogger that I was telling you about earlier, mm -hmm. I actually had a discussion with them because 
they went on some Facebook group and were kind of like airing me out. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to reach out and just explain myself. Like, uh, first off, I didn't know it was your picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe I didn't search very well. I probably should have done a reverse. Now, now correct me. So, so refresh me again. So you, you used the paint color of, so you took a picture of her house. Yeah. So she had, she had a playhouse. That was a certain color. She had, she had like restored. Okay. And I, uh, I, we liked the playhouse and we used that for inspiration to build our own. So she had one that was there and restored it and it looked great. We liked it. We wanted to build one just like it and have it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, so I took that one and used it as like an inspirational photo and then overlaid some colors on it. And um, I, at the end of the day, she got really upset about it and told a bunch of people and um, it, you know, it seemed like it was a little bit of a witch hunt and I reached out to her and I wanted to explain myself and I said, Hey, I'll, I'll take it down. I give you credit, whatever you want to do. Um, that's fine with me, but know this, like you cannot waste your energy on something like this. Like mm-hmm. all that time you spent trying to, you know, just bad mouth me and you're not getting anything done. Just continue mm-hmm. to produce content. The people who are really trying to rip you off and are really like ill willed about it, like they're not gonna get anywhere. They're selling wood pricks plants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which they've changed their name now. It's like wood gut or something like that. Something like that. I don't know about this, but I got the best plants on woodgutplants.com. <laughs> anyway, what but the moral of the story is like the cream always rises to the top. Like if you do the right thing and you do it well and you continue to do it, then eventually it's all gonna work out. The cream rises to the top. Yeah, that's the best ejaculation joke I've ever seen. A reference I've ever seen. <laughs> that's not the only one. I've got. <laughs> uh, no, that's one hundred percent true. And just out of curiosity, was this blogger? Were they at that time higher up than you in the? Uh... Honestly, I don't even know. No, probably not. Probably uh, not. Well, and not that I was high up at the time, but I yeah. no, I don't. I don't think so. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, man. No, that I think that's that's really well put. I think that's awesome the way you, you just kind of shared with them. And also, here's the thing. I why not just reach out to the person and be like, even if it's passive aggressive, why not go straight to the person and be like, hey, um, here's my thing. It looks like the exact same picture, you know? Um, you know, either credit it or, t- or or take it down. You know what I mean? That's like an average conversation approach, which it's fine the way to approach it. But to go behind the person's back and badmouth them and 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 air it all out. All you would have to do is send me an email and said, "Hey, I see you're using my picture. Do you mind giving me some credit?" Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's just as little as that. It it's easy as that. It's it's amazing that some more people don't do that. Um, I think. I think maybe too many people feel like it's a creation of theirs and that it's an original or it's a, I don't know. I just think there's even if, even if it's the exact same picture of theirs, that's even reposted. I mean, how much of our stuff gets reposted on other people's, uh, you know, and they're selling plans on their own stuff and we'll just write like, Hey, take this down or give it proper credit. You know what I mean? Like, you know how many times I've gotten emails from people and it's like, Hey, so-and-so is using your photo over here. So-and-so is doing that. And it's like, yeah. honestly, if I worried about every single person that was using my photo or ripping off my watermark or whatever, yeah. so they, you know, and it's like, come on, don't worry. I had one video. So again, because I don't really do blog stuff, not too much of my stuff ends up on other people's stuff. 
yes, I'll, I'll have some like the finished projects like on other people's feed as like a repost. That's fine. But um, I had this one time somebody sent me a screenshot like, hey, this guy just reused one of your videos in his YouTube channel. And that's when I go, okay, I need to check this out because this is bull, right? Because they're monetizing and whatever. And so it's this guy on YouTube, on YouTube. So there's this guy. I only saw it through Facebook because he got reposted on Facebook. But it's this guy with like millions of subscribers, like 11 million or 5 million subscribers. Alonzo something uh, like a blue check mark verified kind of guy. And, but he, I think he's like a comedic or he's got like a comedic act or is a comedian. But what he kind of does is this like these obnoxious like reactions to people's videos. And it's my staircase video. And so it's like it's like it, this, the video is in the lower left hand corner. And the majority of the screen is him kind of being like charismatic reacting about it. Uh, it was hilarious, I think, because he's like, oh, my God, did he bring a welder inside the house? What? He, what? It's just it was really entertaining to watch. And I yes, he got a lot of views from it, but I, his channel was big enough that every average video was a large amount. So it's not like I, I made him. I don't think I saw any crazy traffic because he didn't tag it too well. But I think it was done so in a such an entertaining way that I couldn't even hate, right? Because I was like, listen, can you, he's basically just watching my video. So it's not like he's just reposting it. It's his content. He's the entertainer, right? Even if it's at like at my, you know, expense of, of making fun of my video. I was just like, I, I, A, I don't probably don't have room to, to get anything done about it, but B, I don't even want to do anything because I'm entertained by this. I kind of want to watch it. Can you send me a link? Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I could find it. It's uh, Alonzo something and I'll, I'll make sure to, did he at least give you a uh, a mention or a, uh, well, obviously you're on there, but did he link I, to you? You know what I think he did. I think what a lot of these accounts will do is like the the, the easy way out. They'll put a watermark. They'll say Mister Build It in a uh, in, in yeah. a, a very opaque opaque way in a, in a corner. Um, you know stuff like that. The only time it really bothers me, which I don't think it really happened too many times, is um, or well, actually the only times that it only bothers me is, is when the people will reuse my picture. They'll maybe even credit me, but they'll post it on their like social media that clearly they are selling something and they're using, you know, our good content to get viewership, therefore make sales. And I think that's when it's it's not cool. You know, I do have that happen. And that was kind of what I was referring to either or earlier. I got um, I get emails fairly often that are just like, hey, so and so is using your picture here. And it's it. You know what sucks is that uh, people will take the time to crop out your watermark, yeah, um, and then use your picture as if it was their work. You know, they're advertising, "Hey, I can build this piece of furniture for you," yeah, and it's a picture of something that I clearly built. I mean, it's in my house, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's you know, as I don't know, it seems a little um, mischievous. Yeah, I had a guy. I had a guy just recently, I just did a thing, which kind of like made me feel a little sick in my stomach. Somebody created a fake account uh, on Facebook. Well, I don't know if you saw, I already posted my stories, but instead of having say, Mr. Build it, they put, they spelled Mr. out and then put a, a, apost or a hyphen, or not a hyphen, apostrophe, uh, build it. So it's Mr. Apostrophe build it. And they reposted that that page had my banner, which was the screen grabs of all of my stuff. My thumbnail was the main thumbnail. My family pictures were there. My like videos were basically a, 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 a shitty replica 
scraped all my content and my I, my likeness. That's the thing. Like my thumbnail is my thumbnail. You know what I mean? Like a two picture. My family, but they would write this broken English obnoxious stuff where like, hello, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Uh, be sure to win the thousand dollars from me. Uh, this is not, uh, this is a hundred percent legitimate thing. You know what I mean? This is the longest run on sentence. And I had people like emailing me, DMing me and emailing me. They're like, hey, um, I've been following you for a while. Is this legit? Because this guy is sending me and like, I must have got maybe 10 emails in like a span of a week. And fortunately, I had a bunch of people report that as spam or a fake account and they looks like they got it closed. But I was like, I kind of got sick in my stomach because it's one thing if you're taking my content, but putting it on on your branded kind of thing. But to say, hey, I'm now, I'm a rogue engineer with three E's, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like you and Jamie and the kids, that's a fate, you know what I mean? Like it feels like your identity was stolen. You're like, what the f Why do you think they do that? Do you think they're trying to, because you can't just like monetize instantly, right? Like what's the, What's the catch there? They're trying to send that, you that asshole. That asshole got seventy nine thousand followers on Facebook. No shit. Yes, I mean I have like a hundred and sixty, I think thousand. S through that, he did it long enough to get that many from it. Wow. Mm hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that's where I, that's where I think it really starts. And, and the thing oh, is, I mean, obviously, then he can monetize content. Yeah, he can monetize. Yeah, at that point, oh, well, there's, there's, there's. I mean, I think that one of the other rules is when oh, monetizing on Facebook. One of the rules is the amount of followers you have. But the second one is you have had to had some previous branded sponsored um, content that through their marketing tool, or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. You had to have like thirty thousand. It's thirty thousand. I think you have to one minute yeah. views and yeah. It, and then you've had to use the uh, the 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 partnership uh, 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 link. You know what I mean? Like like so, if you worked with like Home Depot, you said branded partner with Home Depot and whatnot. Um, yeah. All right, James. I mean, this is we're I mean we're we're almost at an hour here, man. Uh, dude, this has been a blast. I mean, I think we could yeah we could chat forever. We have to actually we need a lot to catch up on too. So we'll definitely have you back on again for sure. When are we doing one of these other? I, I hate this, man. We gotta have a trip sometime. Yeah, well, how about come out here? Come out I know, here. I know, I love to. It's just everything's yeah. so weird right now. Yeah, it's weird to wear a mask, and I haven't, I haven't flown anywhere, so I don't even want to try. I don't even like going to the store because everybody's weird. Um, so the way we, go ahead. My family just got a place down in Florida, and one of our upcoming projects is going to be building a dock. Whoa, that's gonna be nuts. Adding, adding on to the dock that's there. So <clears throat> that's that's incredible. Um. So we've been flying back and forth, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Disclaimer: also, I know also, we're virtual here, but I might yeah, have. COVID. You might have COVID. <laughs> well, you know me, bro. I'll, I'll sleep it off. Yeah. Um. Tell people where they could find you, and uh, where do you want to direct uh, them to go check you out? At? So you can find me at rogueengineer.com. Obviously, all the mm -hmm. other platforms: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have a presence just about everywhere. Nice. Nice. Uh, and the way we like to finish all of our uh, episodes is say your name and uh, use an adjective to describe what kind of neighbor you are. Right. So you would say, hi, my name is uh, uh, Jameson Rance uh, from Rogue Engineer, and I would be a, you know, drunk neighbor or whatever. <laughs> day drunk neighbor. <laughs> the day drunk neighbor. Uh, we'll use that as a soundbite to, to start out this episode. OK. All right. <clears throat> 
Hey guys, I'm Jameson from Rogue Engineer, and I would be the noisy neighbor. All right, Jameson, man, thanks a lot. Uh, make sure to go check out Jameson on all of his platforms. Thanks for listening, everybody. Jameson, I appreciate you, my man. See you, buddy. Later, man. Bye.